The pyramids of Giza are an amazing wonder of our world. One could sit for hours just pondering how they were constructed. Whatever the method, just by observation, we know that it took a lot of people a long time with a load of resources. The Great Pyramid alone boasts some 2.3 million blocks of stone. Its height, its width, and almost every other statistic we know may never change. However, one stat that still grows is the time that it still stands. It has endured and continues to endure the test of time. Let's talk about that on A Word with Anthony Walker. Endurance. Noun. The fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. Some of my earliest memories of childhood involve me being told to stop running. I would run through the house, run in the church building, run in tight spaces, run up the stairs, run down the stairs to a certain point, then jump, land, and run some more. Now, I was that kind of kid. I was also kind of fast, so I always loved the challenge of racing someone as well. Kids, adults, all comers, it didn't matter. With all that running, one would think that I would have run track all my life. I played most sports, but didn't get into track until about junior high. It was in my first season of junior high track that I ran into a wall. Not an actual wall, but a physical wall. The wall that runners run into, which basically means you run out of gas, physically. Keep in mind, I was still fast, but only in spurts. I recall when the coach was testing us all out. 40 meters, easy. 100 meters, easy. 200 meters, easy. But things got a little interesting when we hit 400 meters. I don't think in all of my sports days I've had a moment like this. I knew I had to pace myself, but even with pacing, it was agony just making it around the track. After my assessment, my coach placed me in almost all short distance events and told me and challenged me that I needed to work on my endurance. Now, I had a friend on the team who was pretty quick himself. He couldn't beat me in short distance races, but on our first day of practice, he would certainly humble me. Track practice started with a two mile run. It was a straight shot one mile each way. Long story short, he ran two miles in the same time it took me to run one mile. I was humbled and amazed at the same time. He may not have been the fastest on our team, but he kept a fast pace a long, long time. He would go on to be great and do long-distance and cross-country running. For me, over time, 
my mild time and my two-mile warm-up practice got better, partly because I kept running. I just kept working at it. While some people are born with more athletic endurance than others, everyone has a wall that they hit. All of the greats, even the great distance runners that we can think of, have had a point that they could go no further. But they kept running, and each time they would go a little further and a little further, eventually adding more and more distance. Now, for my running journey, I still prefer the short distance. Endurance just isn't my strength but I always love a challenge. So later in life, I challenged myself to do a half marathon. That's 13.1 miles. Now, the first time I ran it, I thought, well, I can just do it because I'm somewhat athletic. And I found out that you have to train. Here's what happened. I ended up running that 13.1 miles in the same amount of time that it took other runners to run 26.2 miles. It was a journey. Now, the second time that I did it, I trained by doing the thing I hated to do, which was long distance running. But the difference in the result was glaring. I knocked off over an hour and a half of my run time just by training more in the endurance area. Now, it tested me as any endurance exercise will, but it also showed me that if I put my mind to working towards endurance, I can do it. Sometimes the key to overcoming or the key to victory is one's ability to endure. There's a wise saying that The race isn't to the swift, but to those that endure to the end. I recall a boxing match between Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. Now, as a young boxing fan, the announcement alone for this fight was like hearing the ice cream truck a couple of streets down the way. You know how the excitement builds the closer and the louder it gets? This is how excited I was for this fight between two of the greatest boxers of my time, and they were both close to their prime. Well, it was fight night, and we had all the fixings ready to go. The fight started off well, but any keen boxing fan knew what would happen as the fight went on. Tyson was one of the most powerful hitters boxing has ever seen. He made his name known because of his powerful punches. They called him Iron Mike for a reason. His fights almost never made it past the fourth round. He had several first round or second round knockouts. But historically for Tyson, when his fights went beyond that fourth round mark, things would get interesting. Holyfield, on the other hand, made his bread and butter from defense. And you know where I'm going with this. Also, endurance. Most of his fights went 12 rounds. In our house, we kept saying, if Tyson could land some haymakers in the first couple of rounds, he would probably win. 
However, if Holyfield could make it past round four, he would win. But my folk kept saying Holyfield had the upper hand because he was also known for taking hard hits as well. So when watching the fight, we noticed the turning point was around round five. Holyfield looked his usual at this point, but Tyson was clearly visibly slowing down. Holyfield would eventually knock him out in the later rounds. Keep in mind, Tyson was a stronger, harder-hitting boxer, but Holyfield had more endurance. Okay, so we've seen what endurance looks like, but what is endurance exactly? The English word endurance comes from a couple of Latin words that mean to harden within. It describes an inner strengthening that allows one to persevere under pressure. That reminds me of one of the first deep dives into the Mariana Trench. Jacques Picard set out to explore one of the deepest regions of our oceans. Now bear this in mind, in order to deep dive, it requires these heavily fortified diving pods made of reinforced steel and thick acrylic glass. And they also have to take oxygen with them. It's a whole ordeal just to withstand the pressures of the deep. So Picard did not expect to see any life forms five miles under the sea. But to his surprise, he did. He saw fish and other creatures swimming about like they had not a care in the world. Yet he is encased in all this equipment. You may wonder, how can fish withstand those pressures? The bodies of deep sea animals are made with pressures naturally. Their insides match the pressure of the water around them. Thus, they survive and thrive. In order to endure the pressures of life, you must be as strong, if not stronger, inside than the pressures that you face on the outside. Biblically, endurance is described in a few ways. It is often described as perseverance, which accounts to how long can you last? If you're holding on, how long can you hold on? If you're standing firm, how long can you stand firm? Jesus would say, he that endures to the end shall be saved. Those who take on the obstacles of life, yet maintaining their faith and maintaining their resolve, shall be saved. It's also described as patience or in conjunction with patience. James put it this way in James chapter 5. Those who endure are blessed. He goes on to say, we've heard of the perseverance or patience of Job and we saw the intended end that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. When James links endurance with patience, it helps me to better grasp what endurance looks like practically. There is waiting, and there is patiently waiting. But he not only links endurance with patience, he also links it with purpose. 
James says that the endurance of Job displays his intended end of the whole situation. We may never know the full scope of why God is telling us to endure. Sometimes it may be like Job, a situation where God is proving the error of Satan's accusations. Sometimes God may be developing a situation greater than the one that you're currently in. Sometimes God may be developing your endurance. And unfortunately, endurance is one of the ironic principles that requires itself. The only way to develop patience is to be placed in more situations that require patience. The same is true for endurance. Weird, but true. One last point I'll make about the biblical perspective of endurance. You often see the number 40 in the Bible as it relates to time. Usually 40 days, but sometimes 40 years. The number 40 usually represents testing or probation or trial. There were 40 days of rain, 40 days of fasting, 40 days or 40 years is a significant amount of time. Looking back, you can probably recall a situation that seemed to last a long time, but probably took about 40 days. The time of recovery for some injuries is about six weeks or around 40 days. The time it takes to implement a new system or adjust and adapt to a new situation about 40 days. Anyone can do something a day or two, but try 40 days of it. If you can commit to virtually anything for 40 days, you can see how serious your commitment really is. But what about 40 years? As I mentioned, doing anything for about 40 days is an impressive task. But what about 40 months? That's a little over three years. Think of the things you've done for about three and a half years. It would probably be hard to stop doing it at this point. But some, perhaps a few of you listening now, have done some things for 40 years, if not just lived that long. Here's the real reason I bring that up. It's not just about the time, but it is also about the endurance. If you've worked your job for 40 years or 10 years or 20 years, you've had to endure some significant things in that space of time. You've changed. Technology has changed. Some systems have changed. Coworkers have changed. And that's just enduring and adjusting to changes. You've grown. The company has grown. All of these are different things you've had to endure. You face some upsets, some difficult days, and much more. But you persevered. You've continued to be consistent. If you aspire to anything great, endurance must be a skill that you develop and continue to grow. Going a little further each day can make a huge difference down the line voluntarily and intentionally taking on challenges that you know will test you 
will help your endurance. Always keeping this in the back of your mind. Some of the tests and trials that you face in life can be overcome by sheer endurance. You may not be the tallest, you may not be the strongest or fastest or most skilled, but you can outlast them all. Thank you so much for sharing a word with Anthony Walker.